0: Oh, man, this is really living. Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday, no, sorry, Wednesday, December 9th, and I'm on my way into work, 9.18 a.m. Tomorrow is my birthday, my 37th birthday. Thirty-seven is such a weird-sounding number. And, uh... Went out to eat with my family last night since I will be working through my birthday tomorrow and I will not be with my family. Uh, Went to Red Robin. I was craving some burgers and lots of steak fries, so we went to there. Uh, I'm not going to go on a rant right now because I could easily, uh, but what I will ask is that if you watch or listen to this show, Acting Realtor, which by the way, I have a a home under contract, so I am still doing real estate, so uh, I'm able to work it around my schedule to the best of my abilities and it helps my family, so if you want to help out my family, considering we don't know what's coming down the pike with all of this COVID crap Uh, however I can feed my family is the emphasis, that's why I'm door dashing and doing real estate in addition to my acting job because of the threats to keep entertainment venues closed or to re-close them, however you want to say that but I encourage you because I don't want to post this content on Facebook and YouTube because they are not free speech platforms so, I'm keeping it pretty internal uh, on my website, through podcasts, all that kind of stuff, through my mailing list. If you know people who would benefit from my ranting and raving about truth and getting to the bottom of things, now I don't, I come across forcefully, and I believe that what I'm speaking is truth because I do the research and I look things up. Um, think that resonates with some people. I don't... I'm a contrarian by nature, but I also don't find things... I don't spout things that I don't look at myself and hear myself without doing the work to research it. So if you find that someone would benefit from this and you would like me to continue on this trajectory... That Acting Realtor might not be how it is described going forward. I have to think about that. But what I would encourage you to do is to go to my website, to sign up for my newsletter, which you can do right on the side there. My website's jeffreydesiato.com. You can also find it by going to actingrealtor.com. You can share this video with them or this podcast, but the best way is to get people to sign up for my newsletter. The reason I ask for that is so that I can reach out to you directly when there's content available or when I want to share because I'm losing subscribers because of my viewpoints and um, I'm also keeping subscribers who are like-minded so I appreciate that but I want to make sure that there are opportunities for me to share content with you whether it's interesting articles websites that I come across that are helpful with data Whatever it may be, I want to provide those resources to you because it's a desire I have. I was talking to my wife last night, and I don't know. It's once, once you've seen something, you can't unsee it. You know that phenomenon? Once you hear something, you can't unhear it. Once a bell is rung, it can't be unrung. And that's how I feel right now. Once I know what's going on behind the scenes, once you've been red-pilled, quote-unquote, once you see what's really going on and how people are being manipulated, um, once you see how much we are being gaslighted, you can't remain silent. I said to my wife, I would love to be able to turn this off and just go back to being in the dark and enjoying life, but once you, once you see what's happening... Once you are, once you see the wizard is not a wizard, he's a guy behind a curtain. Once you discover those things, I, you can't stay silent and expect things to change. So that's what I'm trying to accomplish. Never anticipated being this outspoken publicly about what I believe, but drastic times call for drastic action desperate times call for desperate action i guess anyway that's my plea to you guys sign up you can still subscribe to my social media outlets if you choose to do that just as a opportunity to expose the content but i do ask that you would sign up for my email newsletter i believe you can do subscribe.actingrealtor.com and that'll help you sign up immediately it's either that or join.actingrealtor.com. I can't remember off the top of my head, but try those links. Uh, unless you just go straight to my website, you can sign up there. I really appreciate it. Share this video and audio with your friends who may be like-minded and want to get to the bottom of this nonsense and who want to rise up against the impression of the establishment. Hey, everybody. It is Thursday, December 10th, which... It's my birthday. Happy birthday to Mer. It's 11.38 a.m. And I am 37 years old. Well, as of 2.40 today, I'll be 37 years old. And I was born at 2.40 in the afternoon. Because uh, I don't like mornings. Uh, I have added Grubhub to my repertoire of gig economy. Working, gig working, whatever you call it. So that's what I'm doing now, and I've seen some success. I think it's funny is that DoorDash is becoming the front frontrunner. Uh, they just became publicly traded, all that kind of stuff. So everyone's signing up for DoorDash as a driver, and it's making my opportunities fewer and far between. So I switched over to Grubhub in addition to DoorDash to have options. And since I've started today with Grubhub, it's been pretty consistent, even at an off time, which is not technically lunch time yet, and I've, I've gotten some pretty good uh, pickups so far, so hopefully that'll increase my opportunities and increase my money-making uh, opportunities. <laughs> I already said that word. Um, so my last video, I, I gave an appeal to all of you who either listen or watch uh, these episodes to Be sure to sign up for my email newsletter, subscribe.actingrealtor.com. That's the best way to do that right now. Um, I have that fire in my bones that I'm trying, that I need to be a tool to affect the culture in a positive direction. There's definitely a culture war going on right now. And uh, we are losing it people that have ideologies similar to mine. Sorry, I had to put that down because I didn't want the the order next to me to fall off the chair. Uh, We're losing the culture war. We, as in people who have conservative values, uh, biblical worldview, and I know I get angry about politics and all that kind of stuff, but ultimately, culture is what impacts political ideology. Um... So I'm praying and trying to decide what, how best I can uh, improve the world around me. I make a big, I often talk about changing yourself and then changing your family and then your neighborhood and then the world uh, or impacting those things. So I don't know, I, I was heavily involved in ministry for many, many years. I haven't been so much so now because of working at Sight and Sound and using that kind of as my um, both creative and religious outlet. But I know that that's not all that God has for me. Um, I really don't want to get into the political arena as much as I have opinions on those things. Um, But I do feel like the time is coming that men of faith need to stand in the gap. Um, there's a there's a widening divide, or a gap as it were, in our culture right now. And uh, in the Bible it talks about someone standing in the gap. And I am a very flawed person and not the first or fifth choice to do something like that, but I'm feeling attacks from within and without in terms of spiritual uh, attacks, just with temptation and things like that, and I know it's because I feel also a spiritual urging to get more involved in the, the fight for souls, uh, the soul of our country, the people in our country, what the values, Judeo Christian values that our country was founded on. Um, so that's something to be thinking about, praying about. Uh, I really have been thinking a lot about a uh, Bible study or something like that, starting something that can marry not just churchianity, but actual culture affecting. Christianity, the way it was done in the first century. When Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. The word was ecclesia. And it was literally a community uh, it was a, a governmental structure in a sense. Not like, I'm not talking about like dominionism or anything like that, but I just mean like, we've, we've separated our faith from our politics for so long, Um, or churches and pastors have been apolitical for so long, except for the issue of abortion, or same-sex marriage, or something like that. Those are like the two things that churches have spoken uh, into. But there's so much more, the idea of liberty, and freedom, and um, self-governance, Voluntarism, and just there's so many things um, that can be uh, taken from the scriptures and applied in our daily life to make a better world and I, I'm praying about how I can marry those things by teaching the Bible and uh, inspiring others to change the world in a grassroots way using their faith to do that. That's what the early church did. And they also were willing to be arrested. They also were willing to be controversial. They were also willing to disobey the governing authorities when it came to preaching the gospel. So, all that's to say, I have no idea where it could end up, but this is not the end of this conversation. What's up, everybody? It's eleven seventeen on Thursday, December tenth, my birthday. Forty-four minutes left. <clears throat> well, got to work today. Found out that uh, Governor Wolf was going to be shutting theaters down effective Saturday. So, Merry Christmas to me and my family. I will be out of work most likely. So it's a good thing I got DoorDash going on. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I got a DoorDash order, so I had to accept it. <clears throat> um, yeah, so. very. It's frustrating. There's anger, but thankfully, God has given me peace and a sense of calm because... Even in our darkest hours of need, he's always provided just enough to get us to into the next day, and I'll be trusting that he's faithful as he has been. Um, I get to spend more time with my kids over the holidays, so we'll be closed. Um, tomorrow night will be our last show for the 2020 season. I'll have to say goodbye to several of my castmates that aren't returning next year, which will be emotional. It really sucks because typically they'll do little goodbye speeches for every cast member as we get closer to the end, but this is such an abrupt, uh, unexpected thing. We had to, uh, we just have to follow the lead of the governor. uh, It's really frustrating. They say for three weeks, which I laugh at because we're still under 15 days to slow the spread and it's been like 300 days. So we'll see what happens three weeks isn't going to change anything it's not going to change the trajectory of the virus or the hospitalizations or cut down on death unfortunately it's just not sufficient so the fact that they say three weeks is misleading the public to begin with and that's frustrating because you know that we can't plan accordingly we're supposed to go back January 25th which is About six weeks from now. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if we are, if we really do. We are supposed to open February 12th. We'll see if they'll allow us to reopen at some capacity. That's two months from now. Uh, I think we're going to be in a much different place in two months. I think we will have, I think personally based on my own uh, research of the virus. And what we've seen in the past and what we're seeing in other countries, France and uh, Italy and all the—and a lot of these European countries are already starting to see the downward uh, trajectory of the second wave or third wave, if you want to call it that. And they're a few weeks ahead of us. So I'm hopeful that by the end of this month, maybe by the beginning of next year, we'll be on the downward slope <clears throat> Naturally. But that remains to be seen. But until now, I'll be doing this for a living. I'm wearing a hat and I'm driving in my car. That's what this show is called. Uh, sorry. So, it's Friday, December 11th. 1 p.m. I am heading into work for the final time. Most likely for 2020. Um thankful to God for calming my soul, even though there's a deep-seated anger and uh, anxiety that no doubt will come from this closure and what it means for my family financially and if I'll be able to generate enough income during this Hopefully only six weeks. I say six weeks because we were going to be on furlough from January 1st to January 25th anyway. Um, But I'm going to focus on today and enjoying every second. Because it's going to be the last time I I, uh, perform on the stage for a couple months. But also the last time I'm going to perform on stage with several of my friends. uh, Which will be emotional probably very thankful that we got to perform for almost five months where most actors didn't get to perform at all this year so I'm grateful for that, that and I'm grateful for Sight and Sound and trailblazing and finding ways to do it as safely as they could uh, while also producing quality art and preaching the gospel which is their mission uh, I'm very fortunate to be a part of it and I appreciate it greatly Um, So I just want to enjoy today I don't want to get into all the The negatives of what goes on And uh, Yeah I'll uh, I'll touch base with you guys later About what's happening going forward For the family and me And uh, Hopefully Come January 25th Some of the restrictions will be removed And uh, we'll be able to go back to start rehearsing For next year Everybody, it's Monday, December. I don't remember 15th. No, 14th. 14th. Sorry, six uh, six o'clock at night, and I'm working. DoorDash, GrubHub. Uh, I just had some thoughts to share. Um, I mentioned before how I'm losing email subscribers because of my political ideology. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm also losing friends, um, but I just had a couple thoughts about that. If you start to speak what you believe, and the people around you are shocked, and one, they didn't know you that well, and one a, maybe you should do a better job of demonstrating what you believe. That was a that's a convicting point for me, and two. If you knew what they believed, and they found out what you believe, and they don't want to be your friend anymore, then they weren't a very good friend to begin with. So don't mourn their loss at all. Anyway, those are my thoughts, and uh, I hope you guys are doing well. I'll be doing this for a few, uh, few weeks or more. I'm sorry. And I will catch up with you later what's up everybody it's tuesday december 15th twelve thirty-four p.m and i do have to head into work for a costume fitting for next year so i am almost there <coughs> excuse me driving this morning get my doordash and grubhub on i have noticed grubhub is more uh average order is more money so I'm pleased that I signed up for it It seems like DoorDash is now the more popular commercial one Uh, so everybody's flocking to it and that's making it harder for drivers to actually earn enough so by adding Grubhub to the mix I'm picking up some of those pieces that people are leaving behind um (coughs) is going on here. Oh, we've got a big snowstorm coming tomorrow. Also want to let you guys know the vaccine is available. Uh, And now, uh, I've heard several people say this, so I can't take credit for it, but you're going to start to see reports about different strains of coronavirus. And the reason for that is that they want to undermine, one, the vaccine that Donald Trump Donald Trump's administration was able to produce after everybody said it would take a miracle uh, whether you want vaccines or not I am I would say I'm pro-vaccine anti-vaccine vaccine mandate <clears throat> um, and what is funny is that people are saying they're already saying I saw something the UK health minister said that the the virus that is going through England right now is a different strain how they know that considering they don't even isolate the first one and that is you can actually look up that information fact check me they don't have the CDC and and, uh, the test and the vaccine they're used that they've created mRNA vaccines it's a specific type of developing vaccines where you can you develop the vaccine without actually having the virus isolated and contained. They don't have a, a perfect isolation of the, of the coronavirus-19, as they call it. So how do you make a vaccine for a, a, a virus that you never actually were able to culture and, and isolate? And then how do you know if a strain is different? The reason there are multiple strains is because, just like every other coronavirus or cold virus... There are multiple strains at producing an effective vaccine. Just like with the flu, it's a different strain of the flu every year. So good luck with that. Good luck with your uh, abiding by government orders until there's an effective vaccine, until we develop herd immunity to a virus. is impossible to develop herd immunity for because there are multiple strains yada 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 it's never going to end until you make it end they will keep you shut down they will keep you wearing masks they'll keep you social distancing because they like the fact that they now have you under their control it's just the way it is and if you don't like that fact face facts face reality How many times have they moved it? Now they're saying... Wearing masks and social distancing into 2022. Are you kidding me? Like, seriously, are you kidding me? Wake... Wake up. You are willing to... Lose two years of your life... For a virus that is... 99.9% survivable... For the general population. You're going to hand over your rights... To the government, it's just too bad. <clears throat> too bad to think that people risked their lives and died coming over on the on the Mayflower and everywhere else, and all the col- you know the colonists and everything. They risked their lives to get out from under. Uh, For the promise of freedom, not even guaranteed freedom. The promise of freedom, they were willing to risk their life for it. And now we're told that we should be punished for daring to value our freedoms equal to our lives. (laughs) Which makes you wonder what the heck... What's the purpose of our history? What is the purpose of even looking at it? If when you're faced with... faced with challenges, you ignore it and then you slander those who are willing to risk their life to preserve their freedoms. And for you to have the arrogance and the gall to determine what freedoms are valuable to a specific person... Shows that you're a a tyrant. That you can say to another person, you don't have those rights to say, 'Yeah, yeah, freedom, you're just addicted to freedom. Yeah. Why not? You have no right to tell me what freedoms I can exercise for the common good. You just don't have that right. People are waking up. People are uh, pushing back. It should be very interesting to see what happens next year. Very interesting. What's up, everybody? It's 4.55 p.m. on Tuesday, December 15th. I just wanted to see if I could get a shot of the sky. It's not going to translate well. Oh, there it is. God's creation, baby. Puts things in perspective. The sky is on fire. Anyway... It's beautiful things like that when we want to take a moment to appreciate when everything else in the world seems disorderly or chaotic. And I'll talk to you later. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, December sixteenth. I think. No, oh, is it? Yes. I'm so confused. It's all a blur. It's supposed to be a big snowstorm today. Wearing my new hat that I got for Christmas for my kids. No, for my birthday. It's not Christmas yet. See, I'm all fouled up. Um said a couple of thoughts. Got people like Fauci and Gates coming out and saying things about the year 2022. And it's not even the end of 2020 yet. And I just want to ask you, at what point will you feel comfortable again? What needs to happen in order for you to feel comfortable again? Because originally I heard a vaccine. Now we can get back to normal. Well, we have a vaccine. Now they're saying the vaccine doesn't stop people from transmitting the virus. Oh, how convenient. So you want to keep us in our homes. You want to keep us masked. Some people will say, well, when people aren't dying of COVID anymore, I'll feel safe. Well, when we don't have control over how deaths are being reported, I hate to break it to you, they're never not gonna be dying from COVID again. It's not gonna happen. Reason being, (sighs) they changed the epidemic threshold and uh, you will be shocked to know that excess deaths is no longer a requirement for labeling something a pandemic or an epidemic. It used to be that there used to be a, uh, there had to be an increase in deaths. They removed that after the swine flu thing. After that botched thing back in 2009. um, Because they were accused of sensationalizing something. Sound familiar? Anyway, I believe the threshold with the CDC is 5.9% of deaths by a certain cause makes it a pandemic or epidemic. Um, With 7,700 people dying in the United States every day, trying to figure out the math, we would have to have fewer than 400 deaths or something like that. I'm just... I'm not good at math that quickly. But yeah, something like that. That's eight people... per state. Fewer than eight people per state will have to die from COVID in order for this pandemic to be over. You think that they won't find someone and label it a COVID death for as long as they possibly can? That's why... I'm fighting. That's why I tell people to stop listening to experts and start looking at data. Because the experts will always say, they will always say something that keeps them relevant. And that's the truth. That's the God's honest truth. Uh, just to continue my thoughts, um... I know a lot of people out there are going to feel safe again when they're told to feel safe. And that is a scary thought. Is that you've been told not to feel safe. And the only thing that will get you to feel safe again is if someone says, Oh, it's safe to come outside again. It's safe to not wear a mask. Which just is disheartening. That I have so many friends and connections that... Will not feel safe unless they are told to. Because they don't understand the actual threat of COVID. They don't understand that if you're under the age of 19, you have a 99.997 chance of surviving COVID. Which is less than, I think, getting struck by lightning. The less chance that you'll die <laughs> than getting struck by lightning or something like that. If you're under, If you're 20 to 49... chance of surviving, if you are 50 to 69, it's 99.5%, and if you are 70 or older, it's 94.6%, which is essentially the actual mortality with any type of sickness. So if you are going to be wearing a mask into 2022... That is really sad. Really, really sad. You're going to destroy livelihoods for another year for you because you're waiting to have someone tell you that it's safe to go outside again. A lot of thoughts today. Um, Thoughts about liberty, tyranny. For everyone out there who thinks I'm wrong what risk is there to you if I'm wrong? The risk that I'm undertaking is to me and my family. If you are wrong, you are jeopardizing my freedoms. If I'm wrong, I'm doing nothing to affect you. And you can say, oh, well, if you don't wear your mask, then you're putting me at risk. Not if you stay in your house, I'm not. But if you are wrong, then you are destroying the lives of people around you for your own perceived safety. Is that what you want? Think about the amount of people who have died alone because of COVID policies. Think about the amount of people who have been quote-unquote just doing their job enforcing said policies that have led to the suicide, the uh, overdose, the Uh, Alcohol poisoning, the people who have died in hospitals alone because their family members were not allowed to see them for fear of getting or spreading COVID. If those people value the final moments of their relatives higher than the risk of getting COVID, who, who are you in the hospital setting to prevent them? from being with their families on in those last moments. Those types of things, those dark, dark places that you refuse to go in your brain because you'd rather feel comfortable in your home knowing that you're doing your part because we're all in this together. It should weigh on your conscience that policies that are being enforced as we speak are preventing people from saying goodbye to their loved ones. Over a virus that 0.26% of the population will die from. Think about that and it will allow it to weigh on your conscience. Because you want to be safe. Think about the moments that will never be received. Think about the goodbyes that have never been said. And that these policies continue is a travesty. And anyone who's enforcing these policies is guilty of perpetrating these inhumane actions. It's wrong. Don't say you're just doing your job. Fight back. Refuse to honor these policies that have no scientific basis and that are destroying the fabric of our society what's up everybody it's 1 and the snow is coming down now so i'm on my last delivery of the day made a lot of money today which is great um, just wanted to give a little bit of a background for those of you that think that i am just a uh typical right wing whatever holly jolly christmas playing in the background so I, as I've mentioned before, I did not vote for Donald Trump in the 2016 election. I was so fed up with politics and fed up with the fact that someone with the moral, uh, or at least the moral capacity of Donald Trump would be the nominee for the Republican Party, uh, that I wrote in a candidate, and you can go back and listen. Uh, in fact, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 42 of the Real Person Real Needs podcast, which is still in this feed. If you're listening, it would have been November 2016, probably, around that time. Episode 42 is called The End of the World as We Know It. And I go on at length about how disgusted I am with the two candidates that are that are that we're being forced to choose from. So I'm not a uh, typical you know, Trump supporter in that regard. I was so fed up with it that in just two years ago, 2018, I changed my party affiliation to non-affiliated because I was still just fed up with everything and I was listening to mainstream media and allowing it to dictate my views on things. I can't tell you exactly how I was red-pilled, um, but as I started to look into things and I started to realize that just the media, I mean, I already knew that the media was lying, but you just start to go through, you start to question things that you're seeing with your eyes and then hearing with your ears and how those things aren't lining up. So I started to look into things and, uh, as I started to become far more libertarian in my beliefs, I started to realize that Donald Trump wasn't a Republican on the contrary he was actually a populist someone who loved America he was somebody who was very libertarian so and now that I'm seeing the results of this election play out I'm realizing that the Republican Party that I left is actually trying to continue to exist and move on from Donald Trump. And I realized by looking at the things that Donald Trump actually accomplished while he was president that he was more in line with my political policies than the Republican Party. So I was converted by the actions, not the words, not by the man's demeanor or personality or moral character. I was converted by American First Policies, by peace in the Middle East, by freedoms, religious freedom, being the most pro-life president, which I'm amazed, the most pro-life president in our history, at least the first pro- first president to actually speak at the March for Life. Uh, I have started to be won over. So, I wouldn't say that I'm a Republican. I would say that I'm a constitutional conservative. Someone who believes in the non-aggression principle. Which is uh, the foundational belief of libertarians. The non-aggression principle. I'm also someone who believes in volunteerism. In other words... Stay out of my life, and I'll stay out of your life. I shouldn't be forced to comply. I shouldn't be forced to participate. I should be left alone. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of my journey a little bit. It's very abbreviated. There's a lot of different... I, I can't pinpoint the specific things, but I'm interested to know, for those of you want to reach out, let me know how you feel about everything that's going on, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting out on the other end of this, and hopefully we will have a new, uh, a new base of conservatives, a new base of liberty fighters, freedom fighters, and uh, we will get our country back to where it was. People were allowed to believe whatever they wanted to believe. Their speech wasn't censored. They were governed by the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and nothing else. That's where I want to be. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, December 23rd, two days before Christmas, 11.26am. And I'm out there door-dashing, as I have been. Um... One thing that's been really encouraging is some of these restaurants that have. I walk in to pick up food and there's people dining in. And I know it's because they can't afford to stay closed because they have employees to pay. They have employees that have children that want a Christmas after a sucky year. And then I see news reports about people. 40 restaurants getting closure orders in Pennsylvania because they are breaking the governor's edicts. And the reason they're being closed is because someone ratted them out. Can you believe that? If you're one of the people who would go into a restaurant, see people dining in, and say, I need to take it upon myself to take money out of these people's pockets, to take food out of these people's mouths. take Christmas presents from out under the tree this year because I feel unsafe, then you are the worst scum. I'm sorry. You're the people that don't put your grocery cart back in the parking lot because it's too inconvenient for you. You are the people who don't clean up after your dog. You're the person who throws their mask on the ground. People who don't care about other people. And to say that you did it because you were caring about other people is just lunacy. No one is going into that restaurant to eat if they're concerned about getting the virus. So you're not protecting anybody by shutting down that restaurant. You're punishing people who need to provide for their families. God forbid you end up in a situation where someone else holds power over you to put you out of business or to put you out of a job. I hope, for your sake, that they don't exercise that. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Anyway. Hey, I have realized I never actually could finish my video. It's now 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, I just wanted to finish my thought because I kind of left it off being negative towards people who are being Karens, as they say. But instead of being someone who Rats out businesses who are trying to stay afloat. How about you make a note of those businesses and patronize those businesses regularly once you feel safe? That's probably the best option. Keep your mouth shut because they're not violating the law, they're violating one man's decision, and he doesn't have the authority to enact those decisions. He's weaponizing uh, local municipalities. He's weaponizing law enforcement who are supposed to uphold the Constitution uh, to threaten and uh, intimidate people into doing what he wants. So, um, all that to say, I know I'm making a note of these businesses. Every time I walk in, I thank them for having the courage to stay open. And I wish them a Merry Christmas and I wish them a successful New Year um, as we get out of here. I know that Joe Biden, man, what a dolt that guy is. He, instead of doing something that a leader should do, which is encourage and motivate, he comes out and says that the darkest days of the pandemic are ahead of us. Like, what in the world is this guy's issue? He wants people to be miserable so that they suck on the teat of government. It's unbelievable. Way to go, America, for picking such a bum to be your president. A failed presidential candidate. It's just unbelievable. That's why you find it so hard to believe that he actually got 80 million votes or whatever they want to say he did when he won 17%. No, 16%, I think, of counties in the country he won. The fewest amount of counties any presidential candidate has ever gotten. And he won the popular vote. You want to say that? He got 11 million, 12 million more votes than Barack Obama did. Like, it's just really hard to believe. Very hard to believe. Anyway, I just want to try to go out on a more positive note and just wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And hopefully, 2021 will be much better. Hey, everybody, it's Christmas morning friday december 25th at seven fifty-three in the morning elf Leland back here um we're going to wawa that's what our tradition is we open our stockings then we go to wawa have breakfast sandwiches then we go back and open our presents it's warm and rainy and all the snow that was on the ground is gone so that's classic 2020 um say. Uh, uh, We didn't have Christmas Eve with the seven fishes like we normally do because of uh, obviously concerns over COVID for family members etc. So it feels definitely like a different kind of Christmas but we're enjoying it so far we're traveling to see uh, Jamie's parents today. So Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Acting Realtor podcast. If you like what you heard, I encourage you to subscribe. You can also leave us a rating or review. That will move us up the charts, so other people can find out about the show. I also encourage you to check out actingrealtor.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well.